health and well-being. Today we're going to talk about what the largest organ, our our skin, and how we can keep it a little healthy. Yeah, look, the skin is our largest organ, and um, it's often neglected. We don't think of it as an organ. And um, the health of your skin is actually a really good indicator of how healthy you are on the inside. So we'll look at the outside to see what's going on on the inside. And then we'll be taking a look into the kitchen because you've got a nice smoothie. Yeah, skin, a healthy skin smoothie, Mark. Love the sound of that. All right, health and well-being this afternoon with Peter Mullen. You want to start by saying that basically what we put into our bodies can be reflected outwardly through the skin's appearance. It's kind of like a mirror, isn't it? It is, Mark. It's a mirror to the inside or your internal health in some respects. How am I looking? Am I okay? <laughs> My mirror's broken. Actually, you're positively glowing this morning. My mirror's broken. <laughs> Someone cracked it. <laughs> so the, the skin actually, like as, as, we were, as we were saying before, it is the largest organ on the body, and it is a good reflection of what's going on with your whole health. So if anyone out there today particularly, happy to take any calls, but anyone has any skin issues, eczema, psoriasis, acne, more than happy to... um answer any questions and the other thing i'm keen on is you know our skin is super absorptive you know years ago they used to say it doesn't matter what you put on your skin because you don't absorb it but we know that the skin is super absorptive so anything you put on the skin basically we should only put food substances on our skin because those chemicals those um compounds are going to be absorbed as well so anyone that has any great um health or healthy skin tips you know, moisturisers, natural moisturisers that they're using that they've found to be really effective. So keen on anything to do with the skin. So, um, and we know, you know, like diet plays a big role with skin. You know, everyone's had that experience where they might have been eating a bit more junk food or fatty food or chocolate. Never, now, I know, <laughs> now, I know with um, acne, a lot of people say sugar and chocolate doesn't have anything to do with acne. But I know anyone, and I myself, if, I'm, if my diet's a bit out of whack, sugar particularly, I might get a couple of spots break out. So diet plus does play a big role. Um, and there's five essential nutrients for healthy skin um, and the foods you'll definitely avoid. I thought I'd go over today. So... Number one from an essential nutrient for healthy skin is zinc. And um, zinc is involved in the body. We've talked about zinc before on the show. Zinc's involved in over three to 400 different enzyme reactions in the body. So it's, it's a big player. It's, it's a big player. And what's interesting is um, from a medical point of view, doctors know about iron because if you're low in iron, you can end up with anemia and that's going to cause fatigue, poor immunity, heavy heavy menstrual cycle, um, skin issues, um, hair issues. But zinc is possibly just as important as iron, but doctors don't test your zinc levels because there's nothing that's been linked specifically to a zinc deficiency. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, I, I class any skin condition as being indicative of a zinc deficiency, really. Um, so it's always a good idea to get your zinc levels tested whenever you have a blood test, even if you have to pay an extra $20 yourself to get it tested. So what are some of the foods that will pick up our zinc in? Well, zinc's in things like your red meat, um, things like oysters, of course. Nature's natural aphrodisiac is the story because of the zinc. Um, Nuts and seeds, again, organic nuts and seeds, legumes, uh, egg yolks, they're all good sources of zinc. And zinc is one of the most important nutrients for skin health. It has anti-inflammatory wound healing properties. So if you've got scars, zinc really helps with with reducing scars. Um, And interestingly, research suggests that people suffering with acne have lower blood levels of zinc. But it's probably, mm -hmm. sorry, just on zinc, zinc's probably one of the most common deficiencies that I would see in practice. 
um, kids with ADD and learning difficulties it can play a huge role in helping them to concentrate and focus better. Sleep issues, um, zinc's involved in your adrenals and stress coping, zinc's involved in DNA and genetic replication so interestingly yeah. it's an indicator for a lot of things but yet at, at the same time it's one of the things that you see a lot of people that are deficient in so that's a bit of a shame now uh, some of those foods eggs fish and meat are also uh, a good sources of the next uh, driver for healthy skin vitamin a yeah and vitamin a is a vitamin that's got a lot of bad bad press um, a lot of your vitamin and mineral supplements, like your multivitamins, will have a warning on the side. Don't take vitamin A greater than about, I think, 2,500 international units. Now, studies have shown that when they did studies to see how, how vital vitamin, vitamin A is. So the theory is that vitamin A at high doses can be toxic, but we're talking about you know 50,000 to 100,000 international units the average multivitamin's got a thousand, so fifty to a hundred thousand over a three to six month period can cause liver toxicity and birth defects. But you've got to be taking truckloads of it to really be a problem. But it's still important to stick with the warnings, obviously, and or see a, see a qualified um, naturopath to work out if you need more vitamin A. But um, they found that if you have no vitamin A, then um, mice babies were being born without eyes. So vitamin A is an essential nutrient, but we just we put it on the back burner because of this fear of toxicity. As with anything, got to get the balance right. Next up is vitamin C. Well, just back to vitamin A. <laughs> vitamin A is is a supplement that I do tend to use a bit more in practice these days for skin conditions. And actually, Roaccutane, well, can't mention brand names, but a lot of the really strong acne-type treatments are derivatives of vitamin A. So vitamin A is really important for healthy skin, particularly for things like acne. Um, and as we said, it's in foods like eggs, fish, meat. I know, we've, I've already <laughs> introed the next one. Go, <laughs> vitamin C. Well, so vitamin C, vitamin C is if um, I had nothing else to recommend or prescribe, if I could only choose one thing, it would be vitamin C. So vitamin C is one of the most important external antioxidants or and endogenous it's an antioxidant that we take um we get it in a lot of our um fresh fruit and raw vegetables um the challenge with vitamin c though is that if you're um eating stuff from the supermarket say an orange and it's been picked however many weeks or whatever ago or months the vitamin c content starts to diminish as soon as you take it off the tree and over winter, of course, everyone's eating a lot less fruit or there's less fruit available that's fresh. So mm. um, it's harder sometimes to get vitamin C. No one obviously has scurvy these days. Mm. but um, I'm going through a ton of oranges at the moment. You are? They're pretty good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you've got an orange tree, orange trees are actually really good to grow in your backyard because oranges are fairly hardy. Apparently. All of a sudden, I feel like we're doing gardening talkback, but that's okay. <laughs> so uh, also good for wound healing and, uh, I believe, for anti-aging. Yeah, good. yeah. Vitamin C used to be recommended in years gone past pre- and post-surgery to aid in wound healing, recovery, and repair. Um, so vitamin C is so much more important. Vitamin C is good for the adrenals, for stress coping. Um, vitamin C is really good for healing, so people with arthritis, for connective tissue and collagen. So vitamin C is important for a whole host of anti-aging type issues as well. So vitamin C is critical for so many things, not just helping us to get over colds and flus. And 
for skin particularly, one of my favorite combinations, say for someone that's coming in with pimples or acne, is a combination, therapeutic dosages of both zinc and vitamin C, particularly for people that get, like, you know when some people get really a cysty type of acne where they get, mm. like, the big lumps under the skin? Yeah. Two weeks on vitamin C and zinc and the cysts stop coming. So, yeah, it's a secret weapon of mine for, for acne and particularly that cystic sort of acne. And, uh, Peter, having a look at some essential nutrients for a healthy skin, we'll get into his glowing skin smoothie recipe in a moment. Peter, we've covered zinc, vitamin A, vitamin C, all essentials. Next up, omega-3 fatty acids. So, yeah, omega-3 and the highest source of omega-3 tends to be your fish, oily fish. And um, omega-3 plays a whole host of conditions or a whole host of roles when it comes to skin. Omega-3, interestingly, the omega-3 fats play a huge role in um, cell membranes. So you need good levels of omega-3 in your diet to have healthy cell membranes so that the cells can pick up the nutrients that they need and get rid of the toxins that they don't need. So as you can imagine, skin cells particularly need good levels of these fats or lipids. Um, Unfortunately, this day and age, unless you're eating fish, you know, two to three, three to four times a week, you're really not going to be getting enough in your diet because it's not in the wild game that we used mm. to possibly eat. Gee, I'm ticking all the boxes today. So I'm, you I'm need full some... of oranges. I'm, no, I'm, I, I do fish at least three times a week. Oh, well, mate, you, that's, oh. Why, that's why your skin's so glowing awesome. today. <laughs> Either um, that or the theory's been myth-busted. Busted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so fish oil, fish oil plays a huge role with skin conditions. So um, often kids with eczema, you know, we'll look at increasing their essential fatty acids, their fish oil, um, conditions like psoriasis, but even um, things like acne, which we think of as an excess or an oily skin production. People with acne often have dry skin everywhere else. And even just through winter, you know, people that get just chronic dry skin, you know, cracked mm. heels, dry skin anywhere, dry skin on the legs, it can be a sign of essential fatty acid deficiency. So we can get all of that in the, the wild salmon, as you said, avocado, flax seeds, chai seeds. Uh, last one we've got to get on to, Peter, because we've got some uh, calls coming through, is good old water, H2O. Yeah, well, hydration is such a massive thing, and, um, you know, we really need to be making sure that our skin cells are nice and plump. And one of the reasons we want a healthy skin is the skin is an in, should be an intact barrier. So if that barrier gets broken, so one of the problems with eczema is if you start to scratch with eczema, you break that skin barrier, the immune system now has got access to the outside world and all the bacteria that sit on the skin. So you need a healthy skin intact barrier. So hydration helps to keep skin cells nice and plump. So, yeah, drinking plenty of water. Some great advice there as we head to the telephone. Firstly, good afternoon, Julie. You're at Thornton and uh, you've got, I am. It's got some <laughs> want to talk to Peter about water warts today. Yeah, do I want to speak to the one with the glowing skin? Oh, that's 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 Mark. <laughs> yeah. I, hey, Julie, my, um, my has, skin's fantastic. Just you can just have a look at it. It's awesome. It's a shame people uh, can't see on radio, isn't it? I have to wear my glasses, sunglasses. <laughs> um, have you ever heard of water warts? No, I haven't. Oh. Yeah. Well, um, my little grandson, he's seven, and he's got these little trail of on his neck. Yes. Yes. Um, and, and <clears throat> yeah, I just wondered if you'd heard of them and how you deal well, with them. I mean, they're actually called um, uh, molluscum contagiosum. Oh, thank you for that. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> um, <give> that. <laughs> molluscum contagiosum. So M O M O L U S C U M. U S C U M. Contagiosum. That's so they're, <laughs> yeah, they're not. So they're not actually a, a wart. They're a. They are a virus, 
and they come up like a little pearly white blister. Right. And what they they are spread by you know kids having baths together. So I imagine that's why they. And Mark's uh-huh. just showing me on the phone here that um. Uh huh. Yeah, it's another name. Waterworts. He put in okay. waterworts and molluscum okay, we're came on, we're up. We're on the right page. Then. We're definitely yep. on the right page. So yep. it's actually a virus. Yeah. Um, it can last for about six to twelve to eighteen months. Uh-huh. Um, but there are things you can do to help manage them, like getting uh-huh. getting kids onto vitamin C and zinc and echinacea. C, um, what did you say, C? Vitamin C, zinc, yeah. and echinacea. Zinc and echinacea. Okay. And then topically using um, oils, like now some people talk about pricking the little, um, yeah. like which, you know, you've got to be careful doing anything oh, like that because you yeah, don't want to risk. Hard on too. Yeah, exactly. But what you can try is try a tiny little bit of like um, tea tree or lavender oil. Okay. Topically, and that hopefully absorbs through that skin virus and might help uh-huh. to um, um, uh-huh. um right. kill the virus. But you want to okay. you want to basically um, not not let the kids bath together. Um, right. Get them not to scratch or touch it because it sort of spreads them a little bit. Mm. Yeah. Well, um, apparently you can't you can't burn it, you can't freeze them off either because they'll just spread. Yeah, because they're not actually a wart. They're actually like a blister. Filled with a liquidy substance that has a virus in it. Thank you very much, Julie from Thornton. Elaine from Charlestown, you've got a question for Peter this afternoon as well. Hello, Elaine. Hi. Um, I've had some plantar fasciitis over a 12 month period that I just don't seem to be able to get rid of. And a neighbour told me to take some gelatine powder every morning. Okay. So okay. Is, is, will that help or is uh, there anything else look, that plantar- I can do? Plantar fasciitis is where the the tendons or the ligaments or the fascia at the bottom of the feet, under the soles of the feet, becomes inflamed. Yep. And um, one of the reasons it becomes inflamed is if you've got fallen arches. Um, it, no one knows what triggers it. It can be fine for ages and then something will trigger it. Um, the best thing for plantar fasciitis is to get some um, like arch supports. Yep. Well, like some those. soft yeah. soft gel ones, not really yeah. hard ones. Yep. Um, taking something like turmeric is a really good anti-inflammatory. Oh, okay. Now, collagen powder won't necessarily help with the inflammation. Collagen powder is good for healing and repair. So I'm a big fan of collagen powder for gut and joint issues. But the other thing that I would do with the plantar fasciitis is it's really important to so a combination between resting and, and still moving as well, still walking. But you can use um, something to sort of desensitize it, like bathing your, salt, your feet rather in um, warm water and Epsom salts of a night time before you go to bed. Oh, and this, Epsom salts. Yeah, this sounds a bit counterintuitive, but then what you do is you very gently roll the soles of your feet on a wine bottle. Oh, I did that the weekend before, that really cold weekend, um, had the house closed up, the um, air conditioner on for heat, sat with a blanket round me and my foot on an ice pack and rolled a, a cold bottle yeah, back and well, forward so all what, weekend, two days and nothing. Well, what you need to do is you need to just gently keep doing that every second night. Okay. Now... Mark would probably suggest that you drink the bottle of wine first before you roll your feet on it, but Sounds I would, like a good idea. I would yeah. not recommend that. Um, <laughs> Maybe not at least till you've done the exercise, because, I mean, if you're a little bit tipsy, you could tip over. <laughs> but you do that You do that every second or third night, and but keep, keep going with that and keep using the ice as well. 
And then once you've done it, get some DP or Denkarab and massage your feet and then put some socks on so you don't slip everywhere. So what you're doing there is just counter-irritating the feet a little bit. But if you do that, the turmeric, um, the, I would also get onto some magnesium, a good magnesium, good quality magnesium powder as well. And it should settle it down much quicker. Good afternoon, Lillian at Williamtown. You've got a, a fish oil tablet question for Peter today, Lillian. Yes, Peter. Um, I'm on blood thinners, and I'm just wondering whether taking fish oil or um, krill oil does any different, you know, will help. Um, look, the, it is a little bit challenging if you are on um, blood thinners. Because mm-hmm. fish oil will will play a role in reducing, um, like making your blood a little bit thinner. Mm-hmm. Um, krill oil, you'll get the benefit from a cholesterol point of view, but it doesn't have a great deal of um, the omega three, like the EPA and DHA that we're after. So yeah. I would maybe talk to your doctor about that one and what sort of um, check what blood thinners you're actually on, and yeah, see if he's I'm okay. On I'm yeah, on yeah, okay. I think you'd have to check with him whether he was happy with you to be on fish oil as well. Okay. He's okay, the, thank you. He's the best one, but I think you can still be working at increasing um, your fish in your diet. You can still focus on maybe fish two to three times a week, and he can monitor that with your INR to see if it has an effect on your fish on your blood thinning. Thank you so much, Lillian. Sarah at Heatherbray, uh, you're talking vitamin C today with Peter. Hello, Sarah. Hi, Peter. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, Sarah. That's good. Oh, I just wanted to ask, when you mentioned vitamin C, yes. um, there's the sodium ascorbate and um, ascorbic acid. Which one is the best? Um, look, I go for a bit of a mixed, a mixed vitamin C that has okay. some ascorbic acid, some sodium ascorbate, maybe some calcium ascorbate. Just the okay. straight ascorbic acid can be a little bit acidic. And if you get one that's got a bit of buffering with the sodium or the calcium, um, that's the one I tend to prefer. Plus, you want one that's got um, a good dose of your bioflavonoids in it as well. So, yeah, one as healthy as possible with no artificial sweeteners and that has that mixed, mixed ascorbic acids. Thank you so much, Sarah. Some great advice there, Peter. Now, well, before we get to the smoothie, healthy skin, very quickly, three things you want to see us turf out a little bit of. Firstly, dairy. Why, why cow's milk not good? Uh, well, cow's milk, cow's milk and its products can be a, a culprit for conditions like um, acne and eczema if you're reactive to it. So I'm definitely a big fan of trying to reduce dairy as much as you can. Um, sugar and excess refined carbohydrates. Sugar, again, causes an increase or can cause increases in insulin levels, can be problematic for acne sufferers. Um, and high insulin can promote increased oil production and androgens. So, yeah, for people with acne particularly, but any skin condition, general health, we want to avoid those refined sugars. And keeping away from, like, the bad fats, the excess saturated, and particularly the trans fats, which are all inflammatory, and that's going to reflect on skin and skin health as well. So the um, dairy, sugar, and um, bad fats. So it's just some things to keep in a little bit of a moderation yeah. if, if skin is something on our mind today. All righty, we've got to finish up with this. This is your glowing skin smoothie recipe. Uh, this has got a lot of the things you've been talking about earlier today, so go for it, Peter. Yeah, so this is a recipe from um, one of our pracs at work, Natalie, and um, she calls it her glowing skin smoothie recipe. So, and I think um, Liz has said she'll try and put this on the 2NUR website as well. So it's a cup of either coconut water, almond milk, or coconut milk. Um, one small frozen banana or half a large frozen banana. 
Um, one serve of uh, Neutral Organics Collagen Skin Hair Gut Health Powder. Um, half a cup of frozen raspberries or berries. One tablespoon of flaxseed. So flaxseed's awesome because of the fats and the fiber. A tablespoon of pepitas, which are your pumpkin seeds high in zinc. And a tablespoon of hemp seeds as well. Gives you a little bit of protein. Half a cup of ice if you need to, or sometimes I find the frozen banana or the frozen berries is enough. And optional extra, you can include a serve of a plant-based protein powder of your choice as well. So, um, yeah, add everything into a blender or Nutribullet and blend until smooth. So you could literally have that as your breakfast every morning. I tell you, some good stuff in there. I mean, you've got your banana, you've got the berries, and, and all of those seeds that we they seem to come up a lot when we, we're talking health, don't they? Yeah, yeah. And it's a really easy way to make sure you're having a good dose of those healthy seeds every day is um, in a smoothie, blends them up, easier to digest, and you're getting all those good central fatty acids, but also your minerals like your zinc and your magnesium, etc., as well. Peterson, great advice as always. I w- as always, we kind of finish up with asking you what you're talking about next week, but that section is blank on the notes you've given me. So, Oh, well, that's because. I've got the the secret list here. He's got a secret special list. So I think next week um, we're talking about possibly about autoimmune, you which is really on I the increase. Know. You asked me as if yeah, I no, actually know. I'm not 100 percent sure about that either. So we'll see. We'll see next week. All right. Uh, thank you, Peter. Always good health and well-being. Have a great week and good to see you again. Thank you, Mark. You too. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Two NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.